I want to take a minute to talk about the fragile state of the US dollar and what it means for you. And I think we are in for a tough year. And Biden and the Fed's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the US dollar and the market. We're already seeing the crunch. Us real patriots know that Biden inflation is the real pandemic and it's about to get worse. And that is why I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold or silver. They can have it delivered securely right to your door. They also have gold IRAs. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and they want to build a long-term relationship with you. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink, and they're AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. And if you want 500 bucks of free silver for on a qualifying purchase, you get that when you tell them that POSO sent you. So do not wait. Go contact them today. Make your action. Go to allegiancegold.com POSO. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. Allegiancegold.com POSO. Allegiancegold.com POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories. The Department of Homeland Security, isn't this so nice? Isn't this so wonderful? They have now announced in a new counterterrorism bulletin that questioning elections or COVID-19 is now considered domestic terrorism. Thank goodness. I'm just going to say thank you to the brave men and women of Homeland Security. Next, the Alberta premier has announced a partial end to the mandates amid trucker protests. We'll discuss this and the implications of it. Third, Capitol Police are targeting a sitting congressman who criticized the Ashley Babbitt shooting and called for an investigation. And then finally, a jury trial has been ordered for CNN's Don Lemon over sexual assault allegations. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. We've got a huge show today, ton of massive stories. This is really one of the shows where we do, where each of the stories is super important in its own right, so we have to get right into it. A new bulletin has come out through the National Terrorism Advisory System, and the new bulletin says, Ron Paul was right. <laughs> but in all seriousness, what, here's what it says, right? The United States reminds, remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by serious factors including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mal dis and mal information or no mis dis and mal mal dis and we're, we're working on that one we'll get back to you on that mis dis and mal information introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors these threat actors seek to exacerbate social friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. I mean, this is incredible. Your own Department of Homeland Security now says, and specifically, right, it says right here, um, anything that calls for misleading narratives which undermine trust in US government institutions false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19. It, it doesn't even say 
any specifics about that. It just says, and COVID-19. False narratives about COVID-19 are now, right, right. Well, false by who? So if we're going to uh, talk about widespread unsubstantiated claims, are we going to talk about Rachel Maddow, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, or all of the people that told us that the 2016 election was stolen by Russia, who lied about it for years, who inspired a shooting at a congressional baseball practice? Are we going to talk about that? Oh, talk about people who lied about COVID-19. So Xi Jinping, Dr. Fauci, the WHO. We're going to go into any of these things? All the CDC statements and then changes. Oh, the science has changed. The science, actually, the science has changed. No, science doesn't change. Your politics changed. Science is immutable. Laws of nature do not change, all right? What changed was your hypothesis. What changed was your approach to it because you realized that you have an election coming up and you're worried about that. But now it's easy because all you have to do is tell everyone that your opponents, anyone who disagrees with you, well, they're just a domestic terrorist. Ron Paul did warn us this would happen when the Patriot Act came out. He did. And credit where credit is due. Now, here's Tulsi Gabbard, herself a member of the Democrat Party, a former Democrat Party official. She was the vice chair of the DNC speaking out against this. I supported Joe Biden and millions of other Americans voted for Joe Biden because he promised to unite us. He promised to bring us together to end the divisiveness. Now, sadly, not only has he failed to do this, he has betrayed us all by pouring fuel on the fires of divisiveness that are tearing our country apart. Now, Biden compares those who disagree with him to racists, traitors, to enemies of bygone eras. And Biden now has his attorney general targeting millions of Americans as domestic terrorists. We face an elevated threat from domestic violent extremists. That is individuals in the United States who seek to commit violent criminal acts in furtherance of domestic, social or political goals. Domestic violent extremists are often motivated by a mix of ideologies and personal grievances. We've seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremist, anti-government and anti-authority ideologies. So if we allow this to continue, our country, our country, the country that we love, the land of the free, the home of the brave, it'll be unrecognizable and it'll be lost forever. We are witnessing a regime in decline. You know, I hear people in this town saying, oh, the CCP is in decline. Really? Do you have any, any background to show that? No, this is a regime that's lashing out in every direction. They're fighting phantoms overseas. They're trying to go after portions of their own populace. And you've seen this with every ruler throughout time. Divide and conquer. Divide the people. You pit 50% of the people against the other 50%. And you say that all the problems are not caused by me, the leader. They're caused by that group of people. And so we have to scapegoat them and demonize them. And that's exactly what you're seeing happen here. Well, the Alberta premier came out last night and he gave a press conference stating that he was going to be ending most of the vaccine programs and restrictions effective midnight last night, about an hour plus long conference. But of course, he didn't want to mention the truckers or the protests because he can't give them victory. That's what this is all about right now. We're seeing a situation where it's about who gets the credit. Do the truckers get the credit? Do the people get the credit? Or does the premier get the credit? The government, the politicians, the leaders get credit 
for ending the pandemic. And this is a key point, and it's actually bigger than you might realize, because it's a question about who has legitimacy and who has power in our society. That is why you see Prime Minister Trudeau digging his heels in so much on this, because this guy is a committed Western globalist. He is somebody who's got his marching orders of the Great Reset and has been told, do not let them get a win. Dig in your heels. Because common sense, common sense would be, all right, we're going to appoint a mediator. There's too much economic risk. Um, obviously, the science doesn't show us that we need to mandate this thing. If enough people have antibodies already, you're probably going to be okay. You're not going to ruin your society with anything like this. Obviously, Omicron is not as strong as the other variants, certainly not as strong as Delta that's been out there. So, you know, we're good to go. We can, and we've seen, by the way, other places dropping their restrictions and dropping their mandates. But Trudeau won't do it. And why not? Because this isn't about mandates anymore. It's about power. Who has it and who was allowed to wield it? So go listen to Premier Kenny last night in Alberta. Step one will also end the restriction exemption program in its entirety, effective midnight tonight. And so the point is simply this, that the restriction exemption program has served its useful purpose. It's done its job. It is no longer leading to higher vaccination rates. In fact, we, we have seen our vaccination rates effectively frozen since early December. But something the Canadian truckers picked up on was added by Kenny at the end of this. He said, he doesn't believe the program can serve any useful purpose going forward unless they change the definition of full vaccination to three doses of a vaccine or more. This is out of globalnews.ca. So he said, well, sure, we can drop it unless we decide not to. So this is typical politician doublespeak, right? You have to understand how to read and listen and translate politician doublespeak, okay? We're dropping the mandates if, we're dropping the mandates unless. Everything will be fine, you can have full freedom, but, right, they are instituting a clawback provision on this. So do not allow that. And that's why you see, by the way, the protesters in Alberta on that border between Coots, um, it's in Coots, it's between the US and Canada, it's between Alberta and Calgary, you're seeing the protesters still on Ambassador Bridge in Detroit, between Detroit and Windsor. They're not letting up. They're not letting go because they say, you know what? Not good enough. Not going to cut it. We want a full, permanent end to the mandates without preconditions. So no, this is not a conditional situation. We're not negotiating. No mandates. And that's why this has been so strategically advantageous to the truckers. You're actually seeing the principles of fifth generation warfare for the first time being played out in real time in front of our eyes. I just checked this morning, truckers and up, 7.5 million US dollars has been raised. And so that's from all over the place, 70,000 in, uh, individual people have gone into this. But the fact that you have the truckers up there and the fact that it's not just a, a protest where they're you know, uh, going and parading around, honking the horns, then going back. They're actually holding up commerce. This is something that has actual teeth to it. And that's why Trudeau is digging in. Because he can't allow truckers in other countries to get the idea that this is how you end the mandates, that this is how you shut it all down, that you actually put pressure and stress on the system like this. 
And if you look at Canada's population, look at Canada's economy, they are much, much more reliant on trade than the U.S. is. So the question is, if U.S. truckers, right, flip it around, if U.S. truckers were to start blockading bridges and thoroughfares between the U.S. and Canada from our direction or from the U.S. and Mexico, would it be enough economic, right, enough economic leverage to get people in the United States to shut down their mandates? Kind of the next question. Because if you're someone who's been living under these lockdowns, supporting the lockdowns in major cities, supporting places like, for example, Washington, D.C., the National Capital Region, regime-occupied region where I sit right now, there is a vaccine mandate in this city. In New York City last night, 10 people were arrested at a movie theater, a movie theater, for going in unvaccinated. I've been going to see movies my entire life. I've never had to show anyone a card. I've never had to show anyone a card to sit down in a restaurant. This is unprecedented, and don't let them tell you that it's normal because it's not. They are the ones trying to change things. They are the ones trying to remake society. They are the ones trying to institute this great reset with ESGs and BlackRock and the Fed and everything else that's going on. They are trying to institute a new form of society. And I said before, it's not about health. It's not about mandates. It's about power. Now, don't forget, folks, if you want to support us, if you want to support yourselves, upgrade your sleep system now. You go to MyPillow.com slash POSO. The sheet sale, the Giza Dream Sheets, as low as $39.99. You are saving 60%. That's a limited time only. The MyPillows, as low as $19.99. My slippers, you got 50% off. The sleep system, the coil mattress, the six-piece MyPillow towel set, that's now down to $39.99 when you put in the promo code POSO. You go to MyPillow.com backslash POSO. That is where all the deals are. Support us, support human events, and support yourself, support your families. This next story is something that shouldn't come as a surprise if you've been paying attention, but it doesn't make it any less shocking. From the Federalist.com, the Inspector General has opened up an investigation to determine if the Capitol Police have been illegally spying on members of Congress, their staff, or visitors to their offices. This is by the great Sean Davis. So the IG is opening up this report because we've seen a situation now where congressmen have come out and said that the Capitol Police are spying on them, compiling dossiers on them. Apparently the Capitol Police have an intelligence arm and they're using that to compile dossiers of congressmen and their staff who they believe could be potential insurrectionists. What the heck is going on right now? Well, Congressman Troy Nels is one of the people who's been front and center with this. And he's telling a story that back in November 2021, he's got all the data on this, a Capitol Police officer entered his congressional office, he's, he's out of Texas, took a photo of a whiteboard in Nell's legislative office, detailing various legislative plans being considered by Nell's and his staff. In a formal police report filed several days after the incident, the officer wrote that he'd been conducting a routine security patrol and saw that one of the doors was open. He then found a whiteboard that contained suspicious writings mentioning body armor. The officer reportedly took a photo of the whiteboard and then passed it around to the intelligence arm of the Capitol Police. They then dispatched a three plainclothes intelligence officers dressed as construction workers to Nell's office to find out what was going on. Well, Nell's has been completely open about this, and he says, we were talking about Chinese-made body armor 
that was coming into the United States and they were trying to get it to be sold to the United States government. Obviously that's fraud and someone actually pled guilty to this. But then they found a map with an X on it. And a map of the Capitol with an X on it. Wow, this is, this is, this is just terrifying. The Rayburn House office building was part of the Capitol complex. And they said a map with an X on it. What could this be? Could this be a plan? Could this be some nefarious plot to, to, to conduct a body armor like, right, right, combine the body armor with the map. What is the X on the map? Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you that map was an ice machine and they drew it for their intern to go get ice from the ice machine. I know it's disturbing. I know, but bear with me. This is the world we live in now. Look, why are they targeting this congressman? It's obvious the Capitol Police are targeting this guy. Why? Well, go look. This is one of the few congressmen who's been out there calling for an investigation into the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt. I don't know of a department in the country that could, how could that shooting be justified? Is there any way to justify that? No, Greg, it was murder. I've been a lawman for 30 years. I've had, when I was a sheriff, I had deputies shoot and kill suspects. I've had deputies shot. I had uh, uh, blue-on-blue incidents where one of my deputies ended up shooting another deputy and killing. The point is, I understand a little bit about use of force. I understand a little bit about grand juries. This shooting should have at least gone to a grand jury. But the Department of Justice had no intent to do a thorough investigation. The shooting took place January 6th. By April already, they said no charges. We're not going to pursue charges against Lieutenant Byrd. The video is quite clear. It it's, was murder. It's, it's, it's wild. And he's walking around with a gun. Maybe. <laughs> I've never heard of anything like this before. In the 10 years that I've been in Washington, D.C., I've never heard of the Capitol Police utilized in a way such as this. It almost feels like they're becoming Speaker Pelosi's Praetorian Guard. That if you are against the politics of the regime, you will now be investigated. You'll be spied upon. We'll come up with any evidence that we can find and start opening investigations and writing reports. Understand what point in the movie you're in. You're with me. And I said, no, uh, I just wanted to say what's up. And I was just like, what's this guy's problem? And um, I looked at my boss and in that moment, he puts his hand down his pants and starts aggressively. Can you start that uh, over? You're talking about Don, go ahead. Yeah, so after he says, "Are you? do you like me? Is that why you're effing with me? And I said, no, I just wanted to say what's up, man. And I look at my boss and I look back and he has his hand in his pants rubbing himself aggressively and he shoves his two fingers up underneath my mustache, thrusts my head back and says, do you like your And he said it like two or three times after that. And I just said, what the man? And I just ran out the back door. So... Forgive my indelicate question, but... Well, in another story from the the respectful and just well-oiled machine that is the news outlet of CNN, probably the most prestigious news outlet in the world, um, probably the galaxy, the universe, Don Lemon, CNN's erstwhile late-night host, is going to be going on trial, right, in a sexual assault lawsuit. Wait. Don Lemon's going on trial. Yes, a jury trial has been ordered for Don Lemon. And of course, I'm sure you're hearing this everywhere, right? 
it's a top of every screen. You got the notifications across your phone, right? Everyone's talking about Don Lemon's trial. This is the top story in the country, right? Of course, obviously, not a peep. But out of PJ Media, who does fantastic work, I encourage you to follow them. They've got the story because they've actually been following it. And Matt Bargulis has written it up. After more than two years of delays due to a lengthy discovery process in COVID-19, Don Lemon will soon be going to court. An order for a jury trial was entered into the court system on December 20th, 2021 by a federal judge in New York. Lemon reportedly was opposed to a jury trial and asked to a bench trial. According to the lawsuit, which was filed by Dustin Heiss in August of 2019, uh, Don Lemon reportedly put his hand down the front of his own shorts, vigorously rubbed himself, removed his hand, and shoved his index and middle fingers into the plaintiff's mustache and under the plaintiff's nose. The incident is alleged to have occurred at a Hamptons bar in 2018. Lemon intensely pushed his fingers against the plaintiff's uh, face under the plaintiff's nose. The lawsuit continues. This is disturbing allegations forcing the plaintiff's head thrust backwards as the defendant reportedly asked him, do you like it? While saying this, Mr. Lemon continued to shove his fingers into the plaintiff's face with aggression and hostility. Don Lemon has, of course, denied the wrongdoing, but a witness says he allegedly saw the incident described in the lawsuit. So this is, this is actually big. There is a potential witness to this incident. Now, of course, right, unproven allegations, it is going to a jury trial. That is our system and supposedly has a witness to back this up. Now, we don't know if there's cameras that were involved or anything like that, but of course, we're gonna be following this trial the same way we've covered all trials because we believe that when somebody makes accusations, we report on them, but then we ask for evidence to back up those accusations. And uh, incidents like this, unfortunately, are hard to prove because of that standard, but that is the standard that we have in our society. My question is though, why is it that you're hearing this on Human Events Daily, you're seeing this on PJ Media, but you're not, it's not trending on Twitter, you're not seeing it across Instagram, you're not finding it anywhere. And why is that? Because Don Lemon is part of the system. He's part of the regime. He is an apparatchik, and they will protect him the same way that they've protected Alec Baldwin, who at this point seems like he got away with it. Today, we are engaged in a final all-out battle between communistic atheism and Christianity. The modern champions of communism have selected this as the time. And ladies and gentlemen, the chips are down. They are truly down. Those are the words of Senator Joseph McCarthy, 19 February, 1950, today, February 9th, when he gave a speech about communists and government service. Now he told us that he had a list of 205 names. And now, I don't know if all those 205 people were actually communists, but I'll tell you something. There were communists in government service, and there are. And he told us that communists were infiltrating our institutions. And you know what? He was right about that. So folks, remember our motto, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework, share this out, five-star review. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.